0: Listening to the Pretzel Podcast, the only podcast devoted entirely to the world of pretzels and pretzel lore.
1: So, welcome to the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Mitch Tyke,
0: and I'm Michelle Matarnovsky. We're your two audio guides to pretzels, pretzel news, pretzel culture, and tastes. We can't forget pretzel taste.
1: We cannot. But uh, we're kind of talking quietly to open this episode. Why is that?
0: We don't want to bug the people around us, Mitch, because we're on a train. The Amtrak Hiawatha between Milwaukee and Chicago.
1: Uh, and we actually have already bugged the people around us. They uh, kicked us out of the quiet car at the start of this journey um, because apparently uh, we couldn't keep our, we couldn't use our indoor voices. So why are we on the Amtrak Hiawatha between Milwaukee and Chicago?
0: Well, this is something we've actually been excited for for a really long time. The 2018 Sweets and Snacks Expo is taking place at the McCormick Hall in Chicago, and we are on our way
1: this is our first credentialed pretzel experience uh it's all part of our effort to stay on the cutting edge at the very forefront of what's new and hip in the pretzel verse Uh, how many pretzel related companies have we identified that are going to be at this uh, industry event
0: 46 possibly something
1: like that we'll find
0: we'll have a better answer for you once we get there so this is a truly an exciting time to be a pretzel journalist
1: (laughs) Uh, I uh, can't wait to get down there. We are uh, probably just about crossing the Illinois border right now. It is very early. We uh, Our train left at 6.15 in the morning. This is what we do for you, our pretzel-loving audience.
0: I hope we don't get stomach aches. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and Michelle, if I, if, if I understand this correctly, this is your first time on the uh, Amtrak Hiawatha. I
0: believe so. So I've been seeing the backside of Milwaukee, which is kind of exciting. We keep thinking that we're seeing the... Amazon distribution center, but we're not sure.
1: There are a lot of buildings that look like the Amazon distribution center, and there are pretzels. There are no pretzels spilling out of any of them. No, too bad. Um, but this is also exciting for me because uh, when we get to Chicago, we're taking Uber, and that will be my first Uber really? ride. Really? Yeah?
0: Wow! Day for first. Well, let's hope we, get, we taste a lot of really good pretzels. Today. We're
1: going to taste a lot of very good pretzels, I hope, yes, and uh, talk with lots of people involved in the industry and uh, see what's, uh, what's the new thing.
0: So, next time I we'll talk to you, we'll be at the Expo.
1: All right, Michelle, it is uh, about 8.45, and uh, where are we right now?
0: Uh, in the most magical place I've ever been. <laughs> the, specific- the Sweet Sweet and Snacks Expo.
1: And specifically speaking, we can't get in yet because it doesn't open to the press until 9 o'clock. Uh, so we are chilling at the Hershey's Innovative Snacking Powerhouse.
0: That smells like marshmallows and happiness. <laughs>
1: Just priming the pump for us to go into this exhibit. Uh,
0: Across from us is a dental expo. Right, exactly. (laughs) Just kidding about that. Um, I'm looking at this very complicated map, trying to find where the pretzel companies are, but there's like literally hundreds of vendors. Um, So it's pretty amazing.
1: It's a little intimidating, a little overwhelming, and uh, just completely scrumptious. (laughs) Do you want to tell people about your lanyard?
0: Well, it has a Starburst mini sour. Oh, and on the other side, it's M&M uh, pictures. So that will say. I think, as the day goes on, we might start talking faster and a little more animated. <laughs> We're going to try to stick to pretzels, but with all this candy here, it's it's kind of hard to not at least like try a little.
1: Well, and from where we're sitting, we're looking at the we're looking at the expanding the snacking spectrum display that Hershey's has yeah, thoughtfully so maybe, placed here. So it
0: goes from sweet to salty, but we might find ourselves in the sweet and salty category. We're,
1: we have the Take 5 bar, there are pretzels in that. We have the Hershey's popped snack mix.
0: It's overwhelming. <laughs>
1: We're gonna take Hershey's one.
0: Hershey's f- gold as pretzels. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, this is just Hershey products with pretzels. So, um, right, we're not even
1: in the exhibit yet, and we've already spotted three pretzel-related products.
0: <laughs> um, so we'll keep you updated as we uh, make our way through this. I don't know. What we're gonna to to take call one it.
1: for the team and head into the exhibit here in just a minute.
0: <laughs> Wish us luck. <laughs>
1: So, uh, Michelle, it's uh, one twenty. We spent, what, about four hours in the Sweets and Snacks Expo?
0: I am exhausted. It's
1: really awe-inspiring, and um, we're looking at what we came out of there with, and while we may have gone in with the idea that we were going to just get pretzels, uh, we were rapidly absolved of that notion.
0: I have pickle juice popsicles, I have um, organic... Gummy bears. I have.
1: Uh, I, I I'm pleased to uh, tell you that I have a preview of the new flavor of Pez.
0: I have uh, chips that are like made out of pasta and taste like spaghetti and meatballs. That are very confusing.
1: Got a whole lot of. Uh, do we have warheads or airheads?
0: Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> we learned about um, the largest manufacturing plant that makes circus peanuts that's in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that'll be a future episode of something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that, you know, thinking back on everyone we got a chance to talk with, we, we spoke with some interesting people and we're going to kind of farm them out over uh, subsequent episodes of the Pretzel Podcast. I have to say, I was most struck by our conversation with Brad Smith who is the president of uh, Tell City Pretzels. Yeah,
0: I think that was a, a big highlight. He has such a neat story, so...
1: Let's listen to it now. Oh, okay.
2: Who are you and what do you do? My name is Brad Smith, and we make uh, Tell City pretzels in Tell City, Indiana.
1: All right, so before we get into uh, where Tell City, Indiana is besides Indiana, let me ask, how did you get into the pretzel business?
2: (laughs) I grew up in the wholesale distribution business, candy and tobacco and vending and snacks. And um, I actually grew up eating these pretzels because they date back, the pretzel dates back to 1858. So I, I loved them. And my wife went looking for them in the grocery store and the manager said that he thought they went out of business. So she went out online to see if she could order them online in 2008. And she uh, went out online and it took her to a bank, and one thing led to another with her encouragement, and here I am. <laughs> here we are, I guess, is better. Is it
0: because you like the pretzels so much? And oh,
2: yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's got kind of a cult following in, in uh, southern Indiana. Um, if you see our Facebook and some of the comments that people make, it's really, it's really unbelievable. And I never could figure out why I never saw them anywhere else. And we've got a nice Midwest presence, or five states around Indiana. Um, We've done some national uh, chains and sold to a national presence, and we're expanding it out. So,
1: which is the original variety? Uh, The one that says original. original. That's a good yeah.
2: Yeah, just the plain pretzel. And they've dabbled before. You you could get a a hot and spicy and a garlic. And they actually bake put the spice. Seasoning on before they baked it and had a slight burnt taste. So we wanted to have a, 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 a season, you know seasoned pretzel because that's what a lot of people were doing, and so we did it the right way. It's after it's baked, and we've expanded the flavors all over the place. But the original has been, I mean, the historical society in the area has actually dated it back to 1858.
0: So within
2: the same city, the whole yes, um, a same little town. It was usually just a storefront type uh, pretzel. Uh, store that, has it always
1: been called Tell City Pretzels?
2: Well, actually, it was it was um, uh, the original owner or the original guy had it in his bakery, and then he had an apprentice back uh, named Kessler, and the Kesslers uh, twisted actually hand twisted the pretzels from 190 something to uh, the 1950s, so it was called Kessler's Pretzels. But if you weren't from Tell City, what you would say is let's go down to Tel City and get some of those pretzels. So yeah. it just pretty much naturally so you went have
0: pretty big twisted pretzels now. is that the, the size and shape that they were making them or
2: um, I think the sa- size and shape has changed through the years yeah. because it's hand twisted if you get a different twister in there you're going to get a different shape pretzel or a different size pretzel. But it's pretty much the same. The uh, crunchiness and the hardness is what makes them a Tel City pretzel. That's so from other ones. yeah. And it, because it's a and it's a lighter pretzel. We don't we, the way we put the lye on for pretzels, you know, we don't overdo it. You can actually taste the pretzel um, instead of all the lye on it. But um, the crunch and the consistency of the pretzel has remained the same, and that was something uh, the, the people in our area made sure of because they <laughs> wouldn't buy it. And uh, But the, the, the shape and the size changes every once in a while.
1: So we always think of Pennsylvania as being the center of the pretzel universe. Is there a, a similar feeling about, about southern Indiana?
2: No, not necessarily. It's just that this, because this pretzel is so different, I mean, it's the only one in southern Indiana. It's not like we have competition down there. <laughs> Uh, from other other makers there I mean the other pretzels are in our area but uh, not really it's really an anomaly stuck in southern Indiana the the town was founded by uh, Swiss immigrants there's a huge German population in southern Indiana so I'm sure that had contributed to it to its popularity through the years so that's part of it
1: so given what you had been doing before this how long did it take you to kind of get up to speed with what it takes to make a pretzel
2: well, we actually had previous employees who worked for the previous owner come back, which which helped. Um, but I, it was '09. I'd say two years, really, just making sure that I was we were making the pretzel the same way and, and making sure that the because the quality had lapsed, and there was you know some. So we made sure that we had our our house in order before we started doing shows like this and uh, like the sweets and snacks and uh, getting it out there. But being in this type of business, making pretzels is it is almost the easiest part of it because of all the other things that go into the packaging and things like that but, yeah. so
1: no regrets that your wife uh, went online and found uh, found the bank that was uh, that was holding it
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, It really depends on day, what day it is uh, no actually it 's been fantastic uh, you know some days are rougher than others and we 're a small company and you know, it, it's, it's tough out there, but um, it's a new challenge, and I'm 55, and um, it's just been really fun.
1: What's your goal for
2: Tell City Pretzels? Uh, to spread the pretzel out and make it the company as big as we can reasonably. You're not, you're not setting out to be Rolled Gold or Snyder's here? We're absolutely not. We, we, we can't compete with that. We are a gourmet pretzel. We're not, it, it's not about truckloads. Although I want to sell a lot of pretzels, but um, it's just a unique pretzel, and if it catches on, great. We'll, we'll manage that. But um, we're just not out there to make it the cheapest pretzel available. It's just a really good pretzel, and it's a crafted pretzel. It's an artisan pretzel.
1: So really, this all this all goes back to your earliest pretzel memories.
2: I mean, in a way, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, generations before me grew up eating it. In fact, a lot of customers will come in and say, "Oh, my mom used to come in and buy them so I could teeth on them because it's a hard pretzel and it's like a teething biscuit." So uh, we get a lot of that. It's 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 really neat.
0: Really grew up on the- <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you know, as far as enjoying and, and, and eating my product,
1: got to be something at the end of the day to be able to to say this is your company and these are the pretzels you remember growing up.
2: Absolutely, it's not my recipe. It's 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 almost like we're taking care of the recipe right now but uh oh yeah and it's amazing if i drive up to a a drive-through window i've driven up to a drive-through window in a fast food restaurant and had my telsi pretzel shirt on and oh you're the pretzel guy and my kids were thinking it was kind of weird to own a pretzel company until they went to school and the teachers were like oh my gosh are you kidding me you your parents own the pretzel company so it's uh there's a, a little, there's a little, there's a little notoriety to go with it. in so- it's in Indiana. in the end. A lot
0: of people thank you for for saving the. the oh,
2: pretzel? Uh, oh, absolutely.
0: What's your favorite? Of them?
2: It's like all your children, right? No, different? actually, my favorite is our burnt pretzel that we okay. we have. I I swore I would never eat it. We're not sampling yeah. it okay. here, because I'm not sure how popular it is oh, among the masses, yeah. but. In our oh yeah online and, and in our in our, uh, in our uh, store we sell it and it, it was one of those things where back in the day they couldn't control the temperature as well so they'd set the burnt pretzels out on the, uh, on the floor in a barrel and sell them by the pound and um, since we can control our quality a lot better and we can control all that we actually have to burn them on purpose but I swore I'd never eat one and it goes really well with a sharp cheddar cheese so. I like that. I give the best years of my life with a pretzel in my hand, but that gets difficult to think about because I don't have a brass band. Didn't make sense, but it's okay. We're talking about pretzels today. Pretzel podcasts all the way. Pretzel podcasts all the way
1: so one of the one of the uh, one of the features that we do regularly on our podcast is we talk about early pretzel memories, and I have these distinct memories of being five years old and living in upstate New York. And we used to be able to go to the drugstore and there was a, like a glass jar with pretzel rods on the counter that would be like a nickel each. Was that something that that existed in Indiana?
2: Well, yeah, I can tell you, my experience was they came in a tub, and you could right. Uh, and that's how we bought them, because that was in the uh, 70s. Did you buy the whole tub? Of course, and, they, and they, they've come in big, bigger uh, as well. But I can tell you a, a story that my mother told me, that they, when she was six, seven years old, they lived down the alley from a small tavern or, or bar. And when her dad and my grandfather got home in the evening, He would send her down the alley with a little pail and 10 cents and she'd get the pail full of beer and a Tel City pretzel. And you could do that in those days, I You're guess, right. send a right. six-year-old, yeah, exactly. yeah. six or seven. It was a hundred yards down. It was just yeah. down the down the alley, and she'd go back with the beer and the pretzel, so you could. Oh no, no, no! They she gave, had. She'd them. have to get. Yeah, she'd have to give them both up because they wanted the pretzel and the oh, beer. She'd get out of it. Uh, maybe a maybe a little bit of the pretzel. I don't think she engaged <laughs> so in him. Here's beer. a dime. <laughs> keep the change. Yeah, but <laughs> but that is her story that I learned. You know, two or three years after we had bought the company. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, listen, Brad Smith. It's
1: been a real pleasure. I can't wait to try your pretzels. Thank you. I appreciate the, the the chance to tell you all about them.
0: So, Mitch, we're back in our recording studio in Milwaukee for the crunch time portion of the episode.
1: Yay, crunch time. Uh, it seems only fitting we would give Tell City pretzels a try. Uh, and this is the first time we're going to break with our usual format instead of comparing Uh, two or three different brands of pretzels as we typically do or different styles of pretzels. We're just going to try three different varieties of pretzels baked up in Tell City, Indiana, partly because... uh, We have three bags. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. We have three bags, three different flavors, and I don't know that we've had pretzels like these before, so it'd be kind of unfair to try Tell City and compare them to another kind of pretzel because... Uh, it's like apples and, and Granny Smith apples. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, what do we have?
0: Well, we have the original and then we have the seasoned ones, which we have garlic and honey mustard, and they are the pretty much the big pretzel broken up into smaller pieces. So I'm thinking we should start with the the original.
1: I think that's the one. way to go.
0: I was thinking that you should just read the back all right, of I'll, the I'll, original.
1: All right. So this is the this is the original. Uh, Please bite bravely, my friend, into a ruggedly twisted Tell City pretzel. I feel like we should have somebody else do the voiceover for this, but like we should have James Earl Jones. (laughs) Do do your impersonation. (laughs) Deemed the heartiest crunch ever, one bite will send salty quake-sized sensations to even the quietest parts of your brain, creating (laughs) intensive, intensive peaks of sound for the ultimate in pleasure munching. <laughs> I think I think I saw pleasure munching open for you too. Actually, a few years ago, uh, enjoy Tell City Pretzels with your favorite beverage for a totally hardcore cruncherific, biterageous experience. And I'm I think looking at the other. That's my t-
0: favorite description for a product. It's ever. amazing.
1: But since then, I'm looking at the other two, and cruncherific has been trademarked. So go Good Tell City. Good for done. them. Nicely done.
0: So, we'll have to see if the quietest parts of our brain <laughs> have peaks of sound.
1: Here, I would like you to read the consumption instructions on the back of this.
0: Uh, hold package in palm of hand, turn over and slam onto a bar, table, or whatever hard surface is around and smash into little pieces. So, you're oh. not supposed to eat the pretzel whole? Huh. You're supposed to smash it? Do you have your um, a hammer in the studio? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so we're going to try the Tell City Originals
0: first. Uh, what color would you describe the bag? It's bay? kind of a
1: mustard yellow.
0: And what is that, brown?
1: Yeah, mustard yellow with brown. Hmm. As we've noted in the pretzel podcast before, you were colorblind.
0: Yes, but I feel like it's the package would definitely stand out if you're somewhere. I just don't know what color it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take one.
1: Are you going to smash yours?
0: Well, I feel like we shouldn't make a mess.
1: No, that's true. We are in a radio studio. So the thing that really strikes me about these, as we found out, that they, they're all hand-twisted at the factory. There's a video they have on their Facebook page that we'll try to link people to. Uh, so the pretzels we're holding in our hand may well have been twisted by, uh, by Brad Smith.
0: We can only hope. Well, he said that I think there's six pretzel twisters currently. So, you know, if we eat enough pretzels, chances are that he he twisted one of them. Um, they're lighter in color, pretty hard. Um, how big? Wow. As big as the size of the palm of your hand. This is my breakfast today.
1: I'm a pill. That is a very crunchy pretzel.
0: My brain is <laughs> peeking with sounds. These pretzels kind of taste a little bit red sticky to me.
1: Um, yeah, a little. And I don't know if this has to do with the amount. We, we need to have our food scientist, Ann Vravic, join us um, to help analyze. We should really you know take her a couple of these because it we would have be interesting. Of them. Yeah. Um, as you say, it's a much lighter color. I don't know whether it's the amount of lye. It's, it's, there's kind of almost a sour feel to it.
0: I think you said that the lye bath is really short, and mm-hmm. that's why they're lighter. They're very loud pretzels. <laughs> I like the I chunks of salt on them.
1: I don't know if we're fully conveying just how loud these pretzels are, but they're very loud. And they're very Just tasty. turn up
0: the volume in your headphones, and then <laughs> you'll hear all out there.
1: And I think if we tried to eat an entire one of these pretzels on the taste test, it would take too long. So,
0: do you have your favorite beverage with you to drink I them do? with? Your iced coffee.
1: My iced coffee.
0: <laughs> okay, so we also have the garlic and the honey mustard. Should we go with garlic?
1: Sure. And what? What is the? These are delizioso. Huh.
0: Go crazy, Italiano! No. <laughs> right? Yeah, with our irresistible garlic-seasoned pretzel pieces, savor the unforgettable zest and crunch, gusto that brings mouth-watering amore amore to your taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing in Italian words. Is <laughs> garlic?
1: Somebody at the Tall City uh, Marketing Team is really on the ball with these,
0: right? Uh,
1: all right. We usually talk about how much uh, the, these bags are, what, 12 ounces each, I think? Yep. And as we discovered, uh, the, the flavored ones, the garlic ones and our honey mustard ones, these are pieces. They're not the full-size originals. But the way they make the pieces is just by making the pretzels and then smashing them.
0: So they don't have the um, the instructions on how to eat them on these because they're already broken up into pieces for us. All right. Very garlicky, garlic smell to them.
1: Fairly garlicky
0: taste? I would say very garlic
1: taste. Well, and what's interesting is often with snack foods that are garlic-flavored, they're usually garlic and something else, like garlic and herb or sour cream and garlic or whatever. But these are just garlic.
0: <laughs> they have garlic, salt, and dehydrated garlic. So those are the flavors. It tastes like a real garlic, though, not like a fake garlic taste.
1: Well, and going back to your breadstick comparison, this would be like a garlic breadstick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not as salty. There, There is some salt, but it's not uh, – you definitely taste more of the garlic than you do the salt.
0: I think because the only salt that's used on the outside is the garlic salt. Okay. I feel like it's a better afternoon flavor than morning (laughs) flavor. This seems
1: like it would be good to dip into, like, some kind of... um, Marinara. Oh, marinara, yeah. Or even... um, I'm not a big sour cream fan, but these might be good with with some kind of sour cream or an onion dip. But marinara, yeah. Mm.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And a meatball. <laughs> okay, we also have the honey mustard, which they call say it's tart and tangy. Don't let the sweet side fool ya with our honey mustard seasoned pretzel pieces. The sharp tongue biting, bud slapping experience <laughs> puts those other sweet and salties to shame. Put them to shame.
1: I kind of want to interview the whoever wrote this stuff. <laughs> I know. We may well have interviewed it. Might, it might, might be brad. Be, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: All
1: right. The first thing I'm noticing, and I'll, I'll mention this because I don't know if you're noticing it the same way I am uh, there, there's definitely a yellow hue to them.
0: Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> definitely give them the tart and tangy. Mm hmm. Very.
1: So, mustard on the ingredient list there? I mean, these are very mustard-tasting honey mustard pretzel.
0: Yeah. The second ingredient is honey mustard seasoning. Okay. This ingredient list is a bit longer. There's powdered sugar in there, onion powder, mustard flour, which I didn't know was a thing, honey. I'm not the biggest mustard fan, so I think if you like mustard, you'd really like these.
1: It, it is a very, as I say, it's a very mustard-flavored uh, honey mustard.
0: I feel like the first flavor you get, definitely when you put it in your mouth, is honey, and then it kind of turns into the, the mustard,
1: as the packaging describes. Right? It says, uh, "Don't let the uh, don't it's let a
0: sweet the sweet side fool ya. Yeah. Yeah, did not
1: So you get the honey, and then you get the then you get the mustard. Not um, oddly enough, um, I don't know if this has something to do with the honey mustard seasoning. It's it's not quite the same level of crunch.
0: Maybe we're just getting used to the crunch. Maybe that could be it.
1: <laughs> so, do you have a favorite of these three?
0: Um, I think I like the garlic one for some seasoning, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start your uh, day off with maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe have something else, and, and then for lunch you can have these pretzels. But yeah, they're 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 very different. I think just because they're they're so hard, but they don't. I remember when we had those those pretzel. Oh, no, they weren't even pretzel. They were rings, and we were unsure are they, are they, if Moldovan they were rings, stale right. or not. And I don't think they they were stale, but they were supposed to be hard. Where it was too hard. Where this is, it's hard, but you can still bite into it. You don't feel like you're gonna have to go to the dentist,
1: <laughs> right? It does. It, it breaks apart in your mouth in a way that uh, that seems in keeping Edible. with what a pretzel <laughs> should be, right? <laughs> I will say I think I enjoyed the original the most. Uh had a well, nice nice amount of salt, and really, the originals in particular like no other pretzel that we've had
0: yeah and and they have such a great story too, so I think that almost just makes them even better.
1: It is a totally hardcore cruncherific bite rageous experience. <laughs> <laughs> So that is all for this special edition of the Pretzel Podcast, recorded on-site at the Sweets and Snacks Expo at McCormick Place in Chicago and back here at the International Pretzel Command Center in the studios of WUWM in Milwaukee.
0: You can get in touch with the Pretzel Podcast at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com or stay current with the Pretzel Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. But if you're not a subscriber yet, you can do it on iTunes and Pear one Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And while you're over at iTunes, please leave us a review and share the pretzel karma. I'm Michelle Madernowski.
1: And I'm Mitch Tyke. Thanks for listening to the Pretzel Podcast. And here's wishing you the pretzels of your dreams.
0: What does that mean? I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Here's wishing you a bite-rageous experience of your own.
0: That sends quake-sized sensations to even the quietest parts of your brain. This has been an episode of the Pretzel Podcast, a production of Pretzel Radio International.